Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina. And very happy to uh, announce the return to the uh, Sunday morning airwaves of uh, my friend George Kurtz. A well-deserved vacation. Welcome back, George. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, I kind of wish I was still on that vacation, but uh, hey, here we are. And uh, we're, we're in June now, right? We're in June. Baseball season's moving along here. Football's mm-hmm. sort of at a dead time now. The uh, mandatory mini-cancer are all but over. And so football will be slow now until July, unless the players get in trouble, which we know is coming probably sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is the part of the uh, this the year in, in, in football when uh, – Coaches kind of cringe and just hope that they could just get past these few weeks without like major incidences being reported uh, with their players uh, because uh, it's an idle time pretty much. So uh, you just hope that uh, your players will just, uh, you know, just behave, I guess. Behave. Stay out of trouble. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Zeke, we're talking to you. Zeke Elliott. You know, don't, don't do anything dumb. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, uh, pretty soon. Uh, we'll be uh, full blown into uh, football season. I, I've already done uh, a mock. I'm I'm sure you've you've done some stuff as well, uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk some football a little later. Maybe take a look at some ADPs, uh, look at some over unders uh, for uh, the upcoming schedule. Uh, also, get some. Uh, player props uh, get uh, George's take on that we'll talk a lot of uh, MLB uh, some some uh, news uh, this week and we uh, knew that this week was going to be uh, the time when uh, you know the uh, the Dallas Keuchel watch and the Craig Kimbrell watch was going to be done because uh, right after the draft uh, teams had an opportunity to sign free agents without being you know, penalized having to give up a, a draft so but you are the closer guru let's start with the Craig Kimbrell, uh, three year was it uh, forty five? I saw forty five or forty three. You know, basically, uh, you know, he got three years. Uh, were you surprised that he was able to to get three years f- from the Cubs? Surprised? Uh, I may have been surprised that he ended up with the Cubs. Uh, not surprised mm-hmm. that he got three years. I mean, he wanted six years over a hundred million. That's what he wanted to start free agency. Obviously, he didn't right. get that. And as you said. Uh, we all knew he'd sign this week after the draft. No compensation, uh, draft pick compensation was awarded. or So they, no teams had to worry about that, so then they'll sign him. So that's why Kimball mm-hmm. went there. I thought Kimball would go to one of the teams in the National League East, Washington, uh, Braves, oh, Philadelphia. Oh, some help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought any of those mm-hmm. three were my favorites to land uh, land Kimball Chicago. I get it. Don't get me wrong. Any team could have used uh, Kimball. It's a, it's a bullpen piece. How good he's going mm-hmm. to be, that nobody knows. Uh, he wasn't good in the playoffs last year. Remember, when the Boston Red Sox needed to close out that World Series in the uh, you know, in uh, as a relief pitcher, he didn't call Craig mm-hmm. Kimbrell. He called Chris Sale because Kimbrell couldn't find the plate. Mm-hmm. Kimbrell was wild, so that lets you know something was off there. You know, so we'll see what happens there. As you mentioned, uh, when you throw in the options and the uh, the buyouts, it is a three-year, forty-five million-dollar contract. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out for him. I think for the Cubs, uh, listen, if you're a Pedro Strop owner, all right, it, it sucks. You know, you, sure, 
You should get another two or three weeks worth of saves. I exactly. don't think we'll be ready to pull a pitch until maybe, let's say, June 25th, somewhere around there, is when he'll probably be called, well, be called up. And then uh, he's the closer. You know, forget Strope. Yeah, if you still have Morrow on your roster, I don't know why. You know, you can certainly let him go. You should have let him go a long time ago. Uh, if you had unlimited DL slots, IL slots, I guess I get it. But there's no reason. There hasn't been any reason to hold on to Brandon Morrow for at least a month. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to close the job back anyway. Kimbrough's the man. I hope in your league. I know in that closer report you keep talking about, I, I've been telling you to claim Kimbrough for weeks uh, mm-hmm. rather than wait until he does sign because now the price just went higher. Everyone's right. going to try and uh, claim Kimbrough tonight if he's still available in your league. Right. And uh, the uh, Cubbies and the Brewers in a virtual tie for first place in the NL Central. Uh, you think that this might put them over the top, but like you said, we really don't know what we're going to get uh, out of uh, of Kimbrell. And uh, yeah, I've heard the same as you. You know, it's either two. So I've heard some reports he'll be ready in two weeks, some reports three weeks. So you got a, a few uh, a few more opportunities for Pedro uh, Strop to to get some some safety. But uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Whether or not this helps, uh, you know, to turn the tide a little bit with the uh, in the uh, NL Central. No. Oh, I don't know if it's the, uh, the final piece of the puzzle. It's a good piece. But uh, the Cubs weren't – they don't save many games. They didn't, I should say they don't have many save opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like Stroke was struggling. He wasn't. You know, this would just make the bullpen stronger as a whole. You know, now Stroke commits the eighth inning, Edwards the seventh, Sashek – they can make the game shorter here. So like the Yankees do. They don't have the quality of relievers the Yankees have, but same mm-hmm. basic idea here. They make the game right. shorter here, and you got an ace reliever. If Kimbrell is the Hall of Fame pitcher, well, obviously this is a great move. If he's the pitcher from last year, well, then not so much. My guess is right. he's somewhere in between. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, I mean, you uh, put out a, a closer report. You are the closer guru. Um, and so you thought that maybe some teams in the NL East needed some help. I mean, what do you think the repercussions are from this move? Uh, I was just looking at the uh, MLB uh the site uh, Richard Justice put up a bunch of names that he thinks that uh, he put a name of uh, seven relievers who he thinks might be uh, tradable and uh, help some uh, playoff contenders. Uh, what do you think that the fallout could be from from this move, if any? Well, I don't know. If there's any fallout here. If the teams want to sign Kimball, they could have done it for months now. Yeah. So it wasn't like this is a, a trade where oh, well, we didn't get him. Anybody could have gotten him. Just had to, just had to pay the money or yeah. give it a draft pick and or. Both. Right. You know, they didn't right. do it. So I don't, I don't Some might not want to go three years, yet. though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything like that. Washington, they haven't wanted to fix their bullpen in years now. This is not a one-year thing. All right, their mm-hmm. bullpen's been a problem forever. Not that Doolittle's been terrible. I know he blew the save Friday night. He saved the game last night. But uh, they, their bullpen's been a problem for years. Well, they didn't have that ace closer. When they did, the ace closer wasn't very good, and Pavel Bond, stuff like that. Uh, so it is what it is with Washington. They, they, they just don't seem to believe in it, or they're not going to spend money to fix it, that sort of right. thing. With Atlanta, I thought Cameron went up in Atlanta. Made a lot of sense there. Young team, got to get that uh, that ace closer. Kimball from Atlanta, started his career there. I mean, everything made sense that he would end up in Atlanta. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're a Luke Jackson owner, you're very happy. He's going yeah. to keep that job. Uh, Luke Jackson is no one's definition of an ace closer. And he's going to run into problems again this season where you're going to be like, oh, my God, he might lose the job. You know, maybe at the trade deadline, they'd look for somebody else. You know, trade deadline's in about seven weeks. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the Mets weren't in on it. You know, they had Edwin Diaz. Uh, so they were never going to get in on Kimbrough. Miami obviously doesn't care. Philadelphia, they were another team, especially after Sir Anthony Dominguez got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Dominguez likely heading for UCL Tommy John surgery, so he's probably done. David Robertson, eh, we're still hearing reports. Maybe in a couple of weeks he comes back, maybe not, but we've been hearing this for a long time now. This yeah. is an elbow injury for Robertson that's apparently not UCL, but it's taking a long time. David Robertson hasn't pitched since I think April 15th, tax day. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been two months now, so you would think he'd be on. So I, I would have thought Philadelphia, because they have the money. They have money to spend here. I would have thought they would have been uh, in on it. Not that, Once again, not that Hector Nearest has been bad. He has not been. But because your bullpen's a little weak, you're in first place, you might have thought they would have uh, tried a little harder for Kimbrell. Right. Uh, anybody that you could think of that you think might be on the move? Like, for instance, uh, Richard Justice from MLB.com, uh, he mentions... Brad Hand, uh, Will Smith, Greg Holland, Jake Dykeman, uh, Felipe Vasquez, which is a top guy for uh, the Pirates, uh, Ken Giles, and Michael Givens. Anyone that you think might be, you know, the the next to go in terms of, uh, you know, trades? 
Well, it all depends on the, the, uh, the philosophy of the team. I mean, if you're a completely rebuilding team, there's really no point in having – even if you have a great closer, there's no point in having a great closer for a bad team. You could trade right. them and get parts. Now, you're not going to – I don't think you're ever going to see the deal of what the Yankees got with Chapman when they got Clive Torres, you know, a superstar or a guy who could be a superstar. <laughs> I don't think you'll see that. That was sort of a perfect storm. You had a, a very good – it's a great closer in Chapman and a team that hadn't won the World Series in a 1,000 years. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't, think, I don't think you'll see that again. But, yeah, those seven names you mentioned, and there are probably ten other names you could mention here. Right, at least right. 10 the players that could be dealt. I mean, you mentioned Holland or Archie Bradley from Arizona could also be dealt. Uh, anybody in the Baltimore bullpen, if you, if you wanted mm-hmm. one of those guys, Givens, Castro, Mount, they, they all are possibilities. One has to believe, Joe, that Boston's going to trade for an, an established closer, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. can't keep going with Matt Barnes, Brazier, Workman, everybody. They just can't keep going like that, That's right? Good point. They can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you wouldn't think so. Uh, maybe the White Sox. You know, Herrera and or Cologne could go. I don't think so, but maybe. You never know what these teams are thinking. You brought up the name Brad Hand. Cleveland, obviously, I know they've won the first two games of the series against the Yankees. They took minutes two out of three for, <laughs> against Minnesota. They're getting healthier. You know, Clevenger mm-hmm. could be back uh, in short order. We're not sure about Carrasco and Kluber. Uh, so maybe they get back into that race there, and they hold on to Hand. But, yes, Hand would be a big name should they decide to move him. So that's something right. to watch. Shane Green, who we watch for every year, right? We always watch Shane Green mm-hmm. to see if he sure. can be moved. Uh there, you mentioned Ken Giles. Absolutely. Toronto's going nowhere. They know they're rebuilding. So he's mm-hmm. a name that could be on the move. Sergio Romo with Miami. The problem is, not all these guys, even if they are, even if everyone I just named, and that you just named is Delt, they're not all going to be closes on new teams. That's so the problem. Be set up Fantasy it'll, 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 yes. Right. Mm-hmm. It'll actually screw you. You're going to lose a yes. closer. You know, right. and you're going to end up going to sort of be a setup man unless you account holds. That's not going to help you. Uh, Vasquez mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh is an interesting name. Pittsburgh's sort of on the uh, the cusp of contending. I don't think they'll they'll deal him. I don't I don't believe so anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Other guys, uh, you know, Kirk, uh, Kirby Yates with San Diego. That wouldn't shock me. They dealt hand last year. Maybe they'll deal Yates. You said well, Will Smith. Anybody in the Seattle bullpen? You know, Elias Garin, Strickland when he comes back. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. Sean Kelly with Texas. You know, there are a ton of relievers. The markets all could be flooded with them, which will bring the price down as well. And that may, you know, someone like Vasquez, someone like Hand, they'll, their price will still be high. Those guys are very good uh, closers. Mm-hmm. But all these other guys we named, if the market's flooded with them, you know, the, uh, they may, the teams that have them may not feel like they're getting uh, a good return and may end up holding on to them, you know, for that mm-hmm. reason as well here. It should be interesting to see how it plays out. Yep. And uh, like you said, that uh, you know, some of these uh, closes that get dealt, uh, they might not be the closes on their new team. And I think we've spoke uh, about, uh, you know, playing in leagues where you don't only count saves, but you count the saves and holes. I'm in one of them. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a lot easier to manage, you know, your, your, your bullpen, you know, the aspect of your fantasy uh, lineup. So, uh, that, uh, so um, take that into consideration. Uh, Dallas Keuchel signs uh, for $13 million. Uh, he had been uh, offered a qualifying offer somewhere around $18 million. And uh, the story was that he kind of like, he was looking for like a prorated sum. And I think he got it, you know. Were you surprised that he just got the one year? Uh, I mean, what is the, the fact that Keuchel gets one year compared to Craig Kimbrell getting three years? Do you think that, uh, is there any significance to that to say hey, maybe, you know, Closers are more highly valued. Well, Keiko sort of gets a prove-it deal, right? Now, he gets more than the prorated amount. Uh, the Yankees mm-hmm. offer him the prorated amount, which is between 11 and $12 million. Atlanta bumped mm-hmm. it up a little bit. So he gets right. slightly more than the prorated amount. Uh, so if that makes him feel better, hey, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the uh, Keiko and, uh, and uh, Kibble made mistakes. They didn't read the market very well. It was kind of strange this last year. We had the same problem here. Uh, for Keuchel, uh, now once again, he had interest from teams. The Yankees certainly could have used him, but they weren't going to overpay for him. Atlanta, I said, they gave him about a million, million and a half more than the Yankees offered, so it made sense for him to go there for the most money. Uh, Atlanta also made concessions sort of uh, as a heel. has to be brought up by June 18th. And if he gets hurt in the minor leagues, he gets brought up anyway and put on the major league uh, IL. Uh, so once again, mm. that's just service time issues and stuff like that. So uh, Keiko, it, it does make sense for the Braves. Kevin Gaussman has been a gas fire of late. He's having problems there. Fulton Avich is n- just hasn't been that pitcher yet. Maybe he's uh, rediscovers it, but he's been inconsistent at best. 
right? Uh, and I think that's being nice. He's been bad more often than good. So uh, he's getting better of late. Maybe he's turning around. We'll see. So I think Keiko does make sense with Atlanta. He would have made sense for several teams here. But Keiko, it's mm-hmm, a prove it mm-hmm. deal. You now are going right. to get, what, 21, 22 starts to show us what you can do. Show Major League Baseball what you can do to get that uh, you know, multi-year deal next year. Now, even if he pitches well, unless he pitches like a Cy Young guy the rest of the season, and I don't think he'll do that. But if he pitches well, he's still not going to get the contract he wanted. He's not getting you know anything over $100 million next year. But maybe he can get that four-year deal, that three-year deal worth probably similar to what Campbell got. You know, somewhere, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be north of $20 million a year. But maybe get three years, 50, three years, 52, something like that. Maybe an option where if he pitches 200 innings each year, he gets a, gets a fourth year. I could see something like that happening. But this is, this is pretty much what it is. It's a, a, a prove-it deal. All right? You held, you held out for two months. Nobody wants to sign you. Let's see what you can do now for the, la- the last four months of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh do you think the Yankees might have made a mistake in terms of just not going for the extra mill or two? I mean, I think we've been on opposite sides of this. I know you're not a big Keiko guy. Uh, you know, look, I, I think that he'll never pitch like a, the Cy Young Award winner that he was a couple of years ago, but a very good pitcher, 3.31 postseason ERA. Like you said, I, I think it makes sense for the Braves, who are, if the season ended now, would be uh, one of the wild card winners in, in the NL. And they got a lot of young arms that, uh, you know, they could benefit from, you know, his, his experience in the, in, the, in the playoffs and whatnot. But uh, do you think the Yankees might uh, end up, uh, what the, you know, regretting just, you know, or maybe they have other plans. Maybe Seve's going to be ready. Maybe they feel Seve's going to be ready in August. I was telling Blue at this and they get, you know, three solid months out of them, August, September and, and October. Well, when it came to Keiko, the original, my, uh, why I didn't want him, I didn't want him signed for four years. I, no, I thought that was silly. And I was like, right. I'm not the only person who thought that. I think 31 other teams pretty much thought that as well, that that would have right, been right. nuts to sign him for that. Uh, signing him now, I was all for. There are no bad okay. one-year contracts. You know, I would right, have. I right. think the Yankees probably should have made a harder push. That being said, I do think the market's going to be flooded by the deadline with starting pitchers. Uh, that'll be right around his value. The only difference is going to cost prospects. You know, yeah. so that, that'd be my issue there. Uh, I don't think I can answer that question until I see who they get and what process they have to give up to get that player. Let's talk about a couple of pitchers that might be available when we come back uh, on the trade market. Weekend Fantasy Update, Jogelina George Kurtz, Sean Angle producing our show. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina. George Kurtz is back. George Kurtz visited the, what do they call it, George? The happiest place on earth? Disney World? No, no, no. I found out that uh, that's Disneyland. They changed it? That, oh. No, that, that, that's Disneyland. Oh. Disney World is where dreams come true. I was correct. Ah, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. I've actually, yeah. I'm lucky enough to have been to both, uh, and I like Disney World a lot better. You know, Disneyland is, is nice, and it's the original, right? That's what uh, Walt Disney put together, and very, very nice. But just uh, there's a lot more going on at Disney World. Did you hit all the parks or, you know, because now they, they have what? Animal Kingdom. Well, remind me, because I've been there two or three times with the kids. Uh, what are they, like four well, or five we, parks uh... there? Epcot, right? Is one of them? There's at least four. There's at least four. We didn't go to Epcot. It's not really made for kids. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, right. didn't, we didn't go to Epcot. And, uh, you know, when I went down there, I, I go down there for family. I have a lot of, a ton of family, uh, close family in the uh, the Tampa area. So I actually, we actually went down there for family, but then we drove to okay. Orlando to stay mm-hmm. uh, three days and hit three three parks. And we hit Animal Kingdom. Right, right. You know, I, I, I like the, the animals, the zoo. And do you, you ride the, 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 do you go on rides? Yeah, yeah, I go on rides. <laughs> I'm, so, uh, yeah. I'm, I am afraid of heights. So yeah, yeah. they're not 
it's weird. You know, I am afraid of heights and I, I don't like it. And when I go on these rides, the high ones, <laughs> uh, I wear, you know, my eyes are closed. I wear sunglasses and I can bend those bars, man, because I am white knuckling. <laughs> you know, I am holding on for dear life. So I, it's funny. I, the heights scare me, but the thrill of the ride I do like. You know, so it's right, right. You, know, you gotta weigh that. So yeah, I went on them, and uh, yeah. You know, plus, you know, I'm with my wife, I'm with my my 20 year old niece, uh, even my 12 year old daughter goes on the ride. She can. So what am I gonna do? Say no? I look like a little, <laughs> little, little wimp. You can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yes. You know, my daughter's not, not loves these things. So my niece too. They'll go on every damn one. They go on them more than once. So you almost you, you almost can't say no. Plus, you always need that even amount, right? So if I if I say no, then I have an odd amount. Someone's got to sit with them, and I I don't want that. I, right, right. So I go on the ride. You know, like I said, we went to Animal Kingdom first day. Magic Kingdom's this, uh, the second day, and that's for the kids. You know, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The actual Magic Kingdom. Uh, I went to Universal several years ago. I was telling Cam yesterday. Uh, last time I was down there, I went to Universal. I thought Universal was terrible when I, last time I was down there. This time I thought mm-hmm. it was the best. They have all these right. virtual reality rides, Joe. These things were freaking great. Even the ones that are desi- uh, that are virtual realities of kid movies, like Minions and stuff like that. Those were great right, too. Right, right, right. I mean, wow! You actually do feel like you're in the involved in this. It's uh, it was really, I mean, really cool. And I wish Did I had they still more have the Spider-Man one there. They had a Spider-Man Didn't virtual. See- uh, I, uh, you know what? I didn't get a chance to go on all of them, so I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see Spider Man. You know, yeah. I remember we we went to Harry Potter Land, yeah. Islands and Adventures. Oh, that's awesome! That. And I'm sure yeah, it, it was. I went to the Harry Potter Land a few years back, and I'm sure it's even more developed now. They even had a, a store where you could buy a wand, and I, of course, a big baby that I am, I bought a wand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we saw that store. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah. that store is still still there. Want, but I'm not a Harry. I'm not. A, I never saw Harry Potter, so I don't know the uh, the deal. Really, so I, really. I I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but wands. I've seen the movies. Yeah. And then there was this restaurant where uh, you, you could get butter beer and. Uh, yes, that's you know, still the, the, there yeah, too. The, right, yeah, 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 yeah. My wife uh, and niece sure did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's expanded uh, a lot more, but yeah, that's it. it, it it is amazing, and uh, so so let's talk about the rides. Like in Universal, did you go on the Hulk uh, roller coaster? Is that still there? The only roller coaster was a uh, a big red one. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, right. th- yeah. that was that was the, I, I don't know what it was called, but it was right there at the right. beginning, and that was the, right. the you know the, uh, the high one. Like, oh god, they're gonna right, go right. on this thing. You <laughs> know, I don't know, I don't remember the name, but it wasn't certainly wasn't the Hulk that I remember. You right, know, right. I, it wasn't a character. It wasn't a character name. It was just in a regular ride name. Right. But that was uh, that's what that's the one of the ones I'm white knuckling and praying for in my life. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm um, like you. You know, first of all, uh, you know, my my kids are older now, but we used to go to uh, Six Flags and and the Disney parks and all this stuff. And my wife doesn't do rides, so she, I would have uh, I would always have to go on these rides with my kids. And some of them, you know, it's three seats, so we're sitting together. And some of them are just two, so I'm sitting behind them. And I'm like, I'm sitting behind them. God forbid something really happens. What 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 can I do? The G force doesn't allow me to like reach out and grab them. God forbid something happens. I'm just gonna watch them fly out of the freaking seats, and I'll just be ruined for life. But anyway, uh, did you go on the Yeti roller coaster in uh, Animal Kingdom? Yeah, uh, I do not believe. So. I don't try to remember. I don't no, believe so. the guy one had a very long wait, if I remember correctly. We saw. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's been a while since I've been to Disney World. I feel like going back, and uh, you know, because you always feel like I don't know about you, but you feel like refreshed or kind of like you know, your troubles go away when when you're there because uh, it's where dreams come true. But to me, it's the happiest place on earth. So, uh, but glad to have you back there, George. <laughs> yeah, I love how oh, I was corrected. No, it's my, my my niece corrected me. No, it's not where uh, it's not the happiest okay. place on earth. It's where dreams come true. And, and the sign actually does turkey? say that. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you get a big turkey uh, leg? <laughs> big turkey leg? No, we we did talk about it, but no, we didn't get a big turkey leg. Someone brought it up. I, I actually yeah, might have yeah. been my niece again. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not walking around with a hunk of meat. Uh, yeah. and, no, wasn't gonna do that. It was it was a good time. Very hot. There, the lines weren't yeah, that long. Yeah. Um, like we, we we made sure we did it when the kids in Florida were still in school. So uh, the lines weren't terrible, and the best was uh, Space Mountain. You know, I'm, I'm a big Space Mountain guy. Couldn't oh, wait to go on that. That's uh, a good one too. Uh, yes. That's but the awesome. best thing was uh, it was it was closed that day because they were doing maintenance and they have mm-hmm. these apps now you can, you know you can watch all the rides on apps when they open up and how long the wait is and my niece is watching she goes oh it's open up and you see the whole park is running towards Space Mountain it's hilarious mm-hmm. when this thing right, opened right. up so when you know for an hour and a half wait we only waited about twenty minutes you know so that yeah. was uh, that was a break that we got to go on that ride much quicker so uh, oh, it was that's funny seeing so many ride. people in the park Love heading Space towards Mountain. Space Mountain yeah lost my yeah, sunglasses yeah. on that ride though oh did you. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so dark in there. And that, but if you really like, if your eyes adjust and you and you realize, you know, what it's like in there, it's scary. <laughs> you know, uh, so. Yeah. I don't think I want my eyes to adjust. Yeah. <laughs> I don't right, want to so, know. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I saw a lot of pictures. It looks like you had a great time. I'm very happy for you. Uh, but happy to have you back at the network as well. So uh, so we were talking uh, before we left for the uh, commercial break about uh, you know Dallas Keuchel signing with the Braves. Uh, there are other teams I think they could use some help. Obviously, uh, in, in the starting position, uh, pitching position Yankees uh, uh definitely one of them uh, so um so who's out there you think that uh, I mean the the name's uh, Mad Bum right uh Trevor Bauer I mean Mad Bum uh last seven starts uh went at least six innings which I was telling uh, Blewett yesterday I think that's a big deal you know in today's you know, nobody goes uh, six innings anymore, right? But the Yankees have this great bullpen. But still, uh, six innings in his last uh, starts at least, uh, 3.83 ERA. Uh, I don't know how that ERA might, you know, uh, might go up a little bit because he's pitching in the AL. I don't know who has the advantage there. Uh, but uh, here's the big one for me with Mad Bum is, uh, first of all, 2.11 postseason ERA. And, and unfortunately, he's a rental because I think this is he's a free agent at the end of the year, right? 8-3, 2.11 postseason ERA for Mad Bum. All right, well, you can throw that. That, doesn't, that number doesn't mean anything. Uh, it means you don't absolutely like the, nothing. The po- you don't like the postseason ERA? I mean, the Yankees, are, oh. this, year, this is... This is them. They have to go for a, a World Series win this year. A guy with postseason experience? No. Are you getting that player from three, four years ago? Are you going back in time? Uh, I don't think you are. Uh, he's, not, he's not the same pitcher in the regular like, season. I know, That's not going to happen. Anybody, you, come on, like can't talk like a fan. Can't talk like a fan. He's 29. He's had multiple injuries. He's not the same player. He's not dominant anymore. He's not a Cy Young candidate anymore. Freak you know, injuries. The, it's not like, you know, he, he, he fell off his bike. It's not if it's freak or not. <laughs> I didn't say he's injury prone. He's gotten hurt. He's hurt his pitching shoulder. Right. So pitching arm, pitching That hand. might even help him. Because, look, what was there, about yeah. four or five years in a row, 200-plus innings? So now he saved his arm a little bit. I don't know. Sure, you keep thinking that. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not the same pitch. In the American League, his numbers, of course, would go up. Everybody, Everybody's numbers go, goes up in the American League. No D, uh, You have the DH, no pitcher batting. I mean, that's just, once again, simple logic there. The other problem the team's going to be, this is a legacy player for the Giants. It's Madison Bumgarner. No matter what type of pitcher he is or what you think he is, they're going to they're want arm, leg, firstborn child. You know, so it's, what team's going to give that up? Yeah, that would be another yeah. tough thing for a rental. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be very difficult to get, uh, for the Giants to let him go. Because you mentioned he is only 29, which means he could theoretically pitch another six, seven, eight years. It's not like he's mm-hmm. 35 and Giants know well, he's done. You know, so it's going to be very tough for the Giants to give him away unless they think they get the right offer. You look at his numbers this year. I mean, once again, it's an overview of everything. ERA's uh, north of four. Whip's 1.2. Not, not very good. Like I said, those numbers will go up in the American League to 4.5. Is somewhere around there, so that's not great numbers here. All right, so you, you have issues all over the place. He is striking out a batter per inning, which means you know he's still got good stuff. But he doesn't throw as hard as he used to. So there's a lot of red flags there for a team that wants to acquire him. My guess is the Giants would like to send him out of the National League. Yeah, you know, they, I don't think they want to see him for the rest of the year. That it, in right. my mind, that's silly thinking from the Giants because once again, he is a free agent. Also, whatever team he's traded to, he's not re-signing with them. So hell, I don't care if I trade with the Dodgers. If the Dodgers make me the best offer the, or the offer I like best, then I'm trading to the Dodgers. I don't care if they're my hated rival. I'm trying to get better mm-hmm. here. I'm not going anywhere this year anyway. My team is terrible. What do I care? Bumgarner comes back and beats me two or three times. If the Dodgers are the team that makes you the best offer, they can offer me. I don't know, Alex Verdugo, something like that, or in some, several other players, whatever it might be. I make that I make that trade if I'm a Giants. I have to. Mm-hmm. I, I just have to get the best players available. My minor league system's not very good. My team's not very good. And I can re-sign Bumgarner anyway if I want him, in, you know, in November. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you make the best offer here? Uh, that being said, like most teams, I'm pretty sure with Giants, there's no chance he'll, uh, they'll trade him in the National League West, and they'd like him out of the National League, period, off to the American League. So the Yankees do make sense there. And the Yankees will acquire a starting pitcher. They have no choice. Anybody really think is going to make 20 more starts? That would seem unlikely. You know, Tanaka's right. another guy who seems to get hurt every year. The Yankees can't bank on Severino. We'd like to think he's back mm-hmm. into the All-Star break, but the Yankees don't know. 
You know, I don't think right. anybody truly knows yet. Uh, you, you throw in uh, Domingo Germano, who's not the same pitcher he was the first two months of the season. Once again, not right. surprising. The innings built up. He's not built. He's just not built mm-hmm. that way. Paxton's already been right. hurt once. He's another guy. Get Paxton to go 20 more starts. Have my doubts there. He gets hurt every year. So the Yankees mm-hmm. will have no choice but to acquire a starter. I'm sure they'd like to get Baumgartner, but I think the price will be too high. I think the other issue for the Yankees, and I think this is why they didn't go off a high of a Keuchel, is that the market is expected to be flooded with these guys. You know, I'm not talking right. aces, but they'll be flooded with you know threes and fours. You think Marcus Stroman, Sanchez, Toronto, you can go on and on and on for teams that are out of it that will be willing to market these guys. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the Blue Jays would trade with the Yankees, but uh, you bring up a, a good point in terms of maybe the Giants may be asking for a little bit too much. Uh, so, uh, you know, a, a deal with uh, Clint Frazier as the main you know, focus, you, you don't think that gets it done. There have to be a lot more. No? Is that what you're kind of insinuating? Well, Frazier's hurt his value a little bit by, because he can't catch the ball all of a sudden, which is just he weird. Had problems he, last Sunday, yeah. <laughs> well, he said, he said he's had problems all year. This is not just a last Sunday thing. He's had yeah, problems yeah. all year. This was not one bad game. This has been uh, going mm-hmm. on for a while now, which is strange because, you know, coming into the season, he, he wasn't considered a, a good outfield. He was an average one. And this is, he's regressed in the outfield. It's sort of like having the yips. He's just having problems right now. He has no confidence. Mm-hmm. He's diving at the balls that he can't catch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I understand people dive at the balls. When you, when you still miss by five feet, what are you doing? You never had a chance to catch that ball. He's doing stuff like that. You get to the confidence just isn't there. Now he hasn't made any mistakes since last Sunday in the outfield. So perhaps, once again, he's over it. Uh, but the Yankees, yes, that's what they're hoping. Judge and Stanton can come back, which gives them an excess outfielder. And uh, Frazier can be that centerpiece of a deal. Yeah. Frazier's had a bad week, though, right? Not just the, the last Sunday, but uh, with the media and that whole thing. Uh, you know, do, do you think it's it, it, it's fair? I mean, do you think he's a little immature? I mean, uh, you don't want to pick fights with the New York media. That's the last thing that you want to do. Well, you never want to fight with the media. You can't win. You can't win. That being said, Frazier has some arguments. I, should he have walked after the game on Sunday? For those on the uh, last Sunday against the Red Sox, the Sunday night game, Frazier made, I think it was three misplays. And he did. Yes. I mean, it cost the Yankees three runs, so technically he cost the Yankees the game, even though it was 8-2 mm-hmm. and the Yankees scored three runs late. I mean, you know, things change. So I, I, I never like to say somebody cost them a game because you never know how things are going to change. Unless you make an error on the, literally the last play of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that cost you the game. But anyway, uh, and he didn't answer to the media. He just left the clubhouse, and the Yankees don't like that. Yeah, the Yankees want their players because the Yankees don't want now Gleyber Torres to have to answer for Clint Frazier. Luke Voigt mm-hmm. to have to answer for Clint Frazier. You make the mistake, you sit up there and you deal with it. That's where the Yankees pretty much at. Uh, Frazier didn't do that. That being said, I mean, Michael Kay last year said oh, when Clint Frazier was out with a concussion that uh, pretty much he questioned them uh, why he couldn't come back earlier. That's Kay being ignorant about concussions. All right, that was wrong of Kay. Susan Waldman, how she still has a job after making up the story about Frazier, you know, wanting Mickey Mantle's Mickey number. Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. Right. And if that never happened, she made that story up. How she still has a job mm-hmm. is beyond me. Mm-hmm. I, how this wasn't a bigger thing is beyond me. Is it a male-female thing? Because she's a female, we let it go? And when it was a male, I mean, it was, she'd have been, if it was a male, he'd have been crucified for making up a story. I mean, do you think she actually made happen. it up or believed it at the time that she said it? This, uh, I guess that's a question. Either way, it's not good. Yeah, Either yeah. you made it up right. or you did no homework and just assumed because <laughs> someone told you. Yeah, yeah. That's not right. any, any better. Right. I mean, that's really not any better. You're a reporter. You know, I don't care if you're an announcer. You're, you're a reporter. So do, do your homework. Do your job. Either mm-hmm. way, that's not good. That's not professional. Yeah, not at all. So Frazier has some beefs with the media. He does. They've, they've wronged him a couple of times. You know, I'm not talking about a negative story. You know, if somebody writes a negative story this week that Frazier's been awful in the outfield, I don't feel bad for Frazier. That's, that's the truth. And there's going to be mm-hmm. some things written about it. But these two things, though, Michael Kay and, uh, and Walbert, the Yankee announces for crying out loud. He does have a beef. That being said, you can't walk away from the media. You, mm-hmm. you just can't. As we just keep, you can't win that. So that's hurt his value as well. So hopefully the Yankees, you know, listen, they're not looking to make a deal this week. It's going to be six, seven weeks down the line. If Frazier, if the yips are over here, nothing else happens, people forget about that. The guy can hit. I mean, let's face it, he's a 30 home run guy waiting to happen. He can hit. 
You yeah, know, he's got power. He, he, he was all a, fields too. A top prospect for the Indians. Yeah, so I mean, definitely has. Yes, a, legendary bat speed. Remember that? Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it's good bat speed. It's not legendary bat speed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the haircut thing where he had the uh, the red flowing locks, and that was a story too. Uh, yeah. Silly. His you know the thousand dollar cleats and dumbass policy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just the. Uh, he attracts a lot of attention for someone who's not quite, who's not there yet. You know, not an established right. player. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think he has been wronged by the media more than once, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's a new. Usually, the media, yeah, you know, they, they listen. They do get on players for whatever reason. They uh, we don't see it a lot where you could actually say the media wronged somebody, but I think they have wronged them. But Frazier probably needs to handle it um, in a better way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I yeah. think I think he'll learn that too. I think he maybe he's turned off some teammates with the way how he's mm-hmm. act. You know, maybe that's part of it as well. Uh, but you know, Luke Voigt, he pretty much said they had his back. He came out, you know, didn't have to say it, and he did. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be wrong there. But uh, either way, the Yankees are praying that Frazier can be that centerpiece because they yeah. they know when everyone's healthy, he's an extra piece. Yeah. You know that they don't really need him. Although one could argue right now that Gardner should be the one never playing. You know, Gardner catches for should be playing either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how'd that uh, helmet taste, buddy? Yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back. That's pretty funny. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll t- continue uh, talk a little MLB. I want to talk uh, Trevor Bauer and what his uh, trade value might be. And uh, got George back. George is back. Weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Juggling along with George Kurtz. Sean Angle producing our show, bringing us back little Doobie Brothers. George back from a nice vacation down in uh, Florida. Spent some time uh, in Disney and uh, Universal. And uh, actually today, George, is uh, National Donald Duck Day. Uh, today is the anniversary when uh, Donald Duck made his first screen debut, June 9th, 1934, in uh, the uh, highly acclaimed The Wise Little Hen. So, quack, quack. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you ran into him, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, me and Donald, we, we, go, we go way back. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, uh, you know, today's also National Earl Day. It's a day uh, where uh, we are supposed to honor uh, legends named Earl. And the one that comes to mind in the sports world, Earl the Pearl. Earl Weaver. From Earl I'm Weaver, there Earl you Weaver. go. Yeah. Uh, Earl Weaver, what do you think he would uh, – he'd be pleased with the way that the uh, whole uh, baseball uh, has, has uh, evolved like these last couple of years with <laughs> – there you go. He, 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 uh, <laughs> take it easy, Donald. <laughs> That's one thing about Donald. You know, he's got a bad temper. He just you know, doesn't know when to quit it. It's Donald Duck. No, he's not not a very patient duck. <laughs> no, but uh, Earl Weaver, the uh, he uh, oh, the proponent of the three run home run, right? Yeah, that's what his theory was, right? You know, a couple, a yeah. couple of dings. Big and a time bomb. Orioles manager in the seventies, by the way. In case uh, you know, for our younger listeners, seventies, early eighties, successful. I think he won at least a couple of world championships. He was very but, successful. He's one of the best managers, yeah. and he was a yeah, yeah. very angry man oh. too. Yeah, yeah. For those oh, those man, younger listeners, you, you want to see an umpire flip out? Yeah, go to YouTube yeah. and watch some of his Just, arguments. Yeah. Don't see much of that as much uh, as we did in the past. <laughs> Kicking dirt, probably you know, turning that that cap back around, screaming at an umpire, nose to nose. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, what else? What else is today? Today is also National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day, George. Have you ever had a You know, there a, a are way too many stra- days today, okay? <laughs> it's Donald well, Duck Day. One. It's Earl Day. It's Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day. Are you kidding me? No, I wouldn't kid you. It's also National Children's Day. That's a good one. You know, we, we all love our children, so uh, that's a good one. But National Strawberry Some more than others. Rhubarb Pie. Yeah. So I just want to keep you up to date and let you know what's going on. But uh, so we were talking, yeah. <laughs> so we were talking uh, starting pitchers that might be on the move. Yeah, the uh, the Indians. <laughs> there you go. There's all the children. <laughs> National Children's Day. Uh, but uh, before the start of the season, uh, there were rumors that Corey Kluber was on the block. The Indians were uh, looking to move him. Obviously, he's on the IL right now. So, uh, but uh, you think that the Indians are going to be sellers? At the trade deadline, and if so, do you think they might consider moving Trevor Bauer and uh, any interest in him? I mean, I'm looking at, you know, I own him in one of my leagues. He's kind of taking me off. I was telling Blewett yesterday that, you know, just every time, you know, I take a look at my uh, my, my uh, stats for the day, and uh, before the you know it. He's given up a, a few runs. <laughs> you know, last eight starts, five point seven, five point four seven ERA overall this season. Uh, four and six, three point nine three ERA. Still a good WHIP, one point one five. Uh, and uh, twenty eight years old. I mean, uh, you think he's just going through a little, uh, di- you know, uh, a little bump in the road here? I mean, he was a guy that some people thought might be a Cy Young candidate. Pitched great last year. And he pitched well in the first uh, part of this year. He was very good in April, and he's struggled since. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes you wonder, once again, it makes you wonder why. Why is he struggling? Now, I think the Indians are an interesting case here because, all right, we thought they'd uh, compete for the division, right? That's probably not happening. They're nine and a half games behind the Twins, regardless they took two, and a half, uh, two out of three from them this week. They're still nine and a half out. But that being said, you know, they're what? Look, I'm looking here. They're third for the wild card. So... Fourth for the wild card. I'm sorry. They're just behind the Red Sox. So they're not out of it as far as playoffs are concerned. And does anyone really think Texas is going to stay in that wild card race? Right now, Texas is the uh, second wild card team. Anyone right. really think that's, that's going to stick? I don't think that's sticking. So Cleveland is just bat- sort of battling with Boston for that last wild card spot. Are they ready to give up yet? You know, uh, there was a rumors about Kluber being uh, traded. He was on the block. They just couldn't find an offer they liked. You know, they San Diego came close, but they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't lock it down. That trade is probably not going to happen, mainly because we don't know when Kluber's coming back and what, what pitch he's going to be when he comes back. You know, right. uh, I guess if he comes back in July, we can revisit this. Bauer being dealt is uh, is interesting as well, because he would have uh, interest. He would certainly have interest, and maybe that's what he, maybe he needs that. Now I don't know how much. Once again, he's he's the guy who says he wants to bank on himself. Is only going to sign one year deals, so you know you're not going to have him long term. He's, he's a one year rental. You know, you might be mm-hmm. able to resign. You might not be able. He's going to the uh, team that's going to give him the most money year to year to year. You know, that's what he believes in. And theoretically, actually not theoretically, that will work out if you stay healthy. You know, you'll make the most money you possibly can if you sign one-year deals. That being said, if I'm a pitcher, I'm signing a long-term deal. I'm not banking that my arm slash shoulder elbow is going to last. You know, I want the long-term. Even if I'm taking, uh, you know, if I get 120 million instead of 150, at least I'm, I know I got 120. And I don't have to worry about my elbow uh, flying off. That's just the way I believe there. But he, uh, if they did decide, decide to move Bauer, it would be interesting because he uh, he absolutely would have value. Yes, maybe not as much value as he would have a month ago because he's not pitching very well. But maybe right. by the time they are going to deal him in a month, he'll be he'll, he'll be pitching better again. So it's uh, interesting to see if they're going to move Bauer because all of a sudden he might be the number one pitcher on the market. If they decide to move him, you know, uh, other than maybe uh, Bumgarner, be somebody in that mm-hmm. same class as Bumgarner. So it'd be inter- interesting to see what they do here. Are uh, they willing to give up on the season? Because if you do that, when you're a third wild card team, you know, or third in line to get a, get a wild card spot, well, man, you're not going to draw any more fans. Fans are going to be pissed off. They're already pissed off in Cleveland. You didn't sign anybody worthy offensively. You let Michael Brantley go, who's having a big season for Houston. So uh, you know, you think you, you think you're drawing bad now. Wait till what happens when you have nobody coming to the park because you traded away. You know, you pretty much gave up on the season. You raised the white flag. So I think there are a lot of interesting moving parts in Cleveland. I don't know if they'll move Bauer. I think this may be something that has to happen uh, during the offseason, not in season. Hmm. 
Uh, who do you think? Yeah, it's uh, a good point. If they were to move him, do you think that his asking price would be more expensive than uh, Mad Bums? No, he's not a legacy. Yeah, he's not a legacy mm-hmm. player. Uh, he's got the same problem as Mad Bum. He's once again no term, so it's just a rental. Yeah, he's got quirkiness as well. We all know Bowers very quirky, right? He's mm-hmm. a little a little strange there. Uh, Bumgarner does have the pedigree of, of the playoffs, so you know he's not going to be afraid in the playoffs. Bowers pitched in the playoffs as well, so you don't think he mm-hmm. will be either. But Bumgarner will command more. Left hander too would also help there. Uh, so I think Bumgarner would command more in a trade, but the price of Bowers would be expensive, assuming. That there are no nobody else as far as his type of pitcher gets thrown out there. I mean, you mentioned Bauer coming in. We thought might compete for Cy Young this year. Might mm-hmm. not that he was a favorite or anything like that, but we thought he might. So he is that kind of yeah. pitcher with he, that kind he was of ability. In the conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's that kind of ability. Mm-hmm. Assuming none of these, nobody else of that ability comes in, his price will be high, and Cleveland is mm-hmm. right to expect a high price. The question is, what kind of price do they think they're getting? You know, teams that have these players, the Giants of Bumgarner, Cleveland with Bauer, they always want, you know, the moon, stars, sky, and everything else. You're not going to get that. But how far are you willing to come down? That's always the question. How far are you willing to come down from your initial price? So that's what I'm mm-hmm. being more curious about. I do think Cleveland will discuss this because they, wa- they did want to move Kluber, and now they can't. Uh, if you don't trade Bauer now, well, then you can't trade him in the offseason once again. He, he'll be, uh, I think he's a free agent or maybe arbitration rights, whatever it might be. So you're not going to be able to move him either way, really. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen here. You know, uh, he yeah. signed a one-year deal uh, after winning arbitration. That's what Bauer did here. Uh, so I'm curious. I think they will discuss it. I think they'd be smart to do so. But, Joe, I always believe you're smart to discuss a trade with any player. doesn't mean you're going to deal them. See what's out right. there for them. See what the market is. So maybe someone will overpay mm-hmm. for them. If they won't, well, then you keep the player. No harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I also think it matters does Cleveland stay in the race. You know, maybe they right. gain a couple of games on Minnesota between now and the end of July. You know, maybe Boston and Texas fall out of it, and they're the wild card team. And then you sort of can't trade out. Because let's face it, man. I mean, if everyone's healthy, Bauer, Clevenger, Kluber. I know Kluber has struggled in the uh, pitching in the playoffs over the last couple of years. But we think that's because of the long season. Well, he wouldn't have pitched so much during the regular season. That may not be a problem this year if he's back to being a pitcher. And he can get over this injury. He's back to being Kluber. They, Clevenger... Bauer, Carrasco, if these guys are all healthy, I mean, that's, that's no fun to face in October. Absolutely, yeah. Coming into the season, that was going to be their saving grace was their starting pitching staff, right? Even uh, Shane Bieber's been up and down, but he's another guy. And unfortunately, Carrasco Bieber's now— been, Bieber's uh, been solid. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, Carrasco he's not the class as that. these other guys, but he's been solid. Right, right. Uh, Carrasco now with this blood condition, uh, hopefully they could figure that out, you know, uh, fairly quickly. So, uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I was looking at, you know, top, uh, ADPs preseason for starting pitching, right? So it just, you know, take a look at the top five. You had Scherzer, DeGrom, Sale, Justin Verlander, Aaron Nola. And then I, I took a look at just, you know, I sorted by, uh, ERAs, top five pitchers, right? Hyunjin Ryu for the Dodgers, Jake Odorizzi, the Twins, Zach Davies, Brewers, Charlie Morton, uh, Luis Castillo. That that rounds out the top five. Uh, number six is uh, Verlander. Lucas Giolito's been going off. Uh, Frankie Montes has been going off for the A's as well. Uh, I mean, we still have two-thirds of the season left to play. The, so are we looking at maybe a little bit of a change in the guard, or you think that uh, as the season progresses, you know, the cream always rises to the top? Well, that's always the key in baseball, right? Baseball is a long season. I mean, it's, it's only June. We're only two months in. Mm-hmm. I mean, baseball is a six-month season. so only a third of the way there, a little, little bit more than a third of the way. You know, that's, that's all it is. You know, and baseball, generally, it's – yeah, he looks like Domingo Germán, who was an all-world beater the first, what, two months of the season. Now his last three, four starts, he struggled mightily. You know, it's going to be able to hold up all season. He looks some of these pitches you're talking about, we, we just don't know. They haven't done it before. Yeah, can they mm-hmm. make 30 starts and be that, be that good a player for 30 starts? Probably not. You know, probably not. All the names you just mentioned there, for the most part, outside of Morton, are somewhat of a surprise. Yeah, we did think Charlie Morton would pitch well. Yeah, so, and the Tampa mm-hmm. Rays have been very smart about managing Morton. I think the Rays now realize Morton is pretty much a five to six inning pitcher. Anything more, you're asking for trouble. 
You know, that's what he runs into. His, no one's tell you that. He run third time through the order. You know, he runs into problems. After 80 pitches, he runs into problems. So they try and get him out before then. And it's worked out very well for them. You, know, you and I have discussed before how the, the guys who are drafted early, you know, fantasy drafts, not doing very well. You're right. not doing very well at all. Scherzer's actually had a very good season, but he can't get W's. And mm-hmm. he, did, he did finally win last night, but he's had a tough time getting W's, though. Nationals haven't scored for him, or the bullpen's blown games. So he's had problems there. You know, DeGrom hasn't been that pitcher yet. Sale looks like he might be turning into it now. And Verland has been good. So he, as far as the guy has been drafted, you know, Cole's been a little inconsistent, but pretty much mm-hmm. uh, he's been solid as well. Kluber's been a, a disaster. You know, mm-hmm. Carrasco now with the blood condition, he's out. And so it's uh, it's been tough for your top 10 starting pitchers in Fantasyland in March. It really has been tough. Right. If you banked on starting pitching and that's how you drafted, well, you, you're probably not doing too well. Right. So uh, I'll I'll read off the the top five again to you, and maybe uh, are there any of these five that you might say, hey, look, you know, sell high on. So uh, Ryu for the Dodgers, Odorizzi for the Twins, Zach Davies, uh, Charlie Morton, Luis Castillo. Uh, Any of them scream at you in terms of, you know, regression by the end of the season that, hey, get rid of them now? I mean, like, for instance, Zach Davies, if you you believe in the – ERA estimators, you know, he's got a uh, 2.20 ERA, but a 4.82 whip. Uh, no, no, whip, not whip. I'm sorry, ex-fifth. <laughs> so any of these guys or maybe, maybe you know, other guys that I didn't mention that you, you know, scream, you know, regression and, and, and sell high? Well, when it comes to pitchers, they almost all scream regression and sell high. Once again, long season, innings add up. You're not going to be the same pitcher in August that you are right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it, it was all scream sell high. Uh, Davies especially saw a scream sell high. This is not an ace in the making here. <laughs> Plus, even the way the ballpark he pitches and the ball flies out, it's going to get warmer, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, yeah, they, they mm-hmm. all scream. I, actually, in my mind, there in, there's never such a thing as a, a, you know untradeable player. Never. Everyone's tradable if you make me the right offer. You know, if I have Mike Trout, he's movable if you make me the right offer. Anybody is. It's just right. the way it is. You know, it's just once again, I got to get the right offer to be uh, to trade that player. And it's just what I believe here. But all the, I think every player, everyone you name there does scream sell. Uh, I should say scream. They says sell high, some louder than others. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was looking at. Uh, Justin Mason did a uh, second chance draft uh, Memorial Day weekend. And just to give you a little perspective, uh, it, when it came to starting pitching, Verlander went number one. And then, you know, maybe think with Verlander, you know, Mad Bum, you know, we were talking earlier about him, that he's not the same pitcher. He kind of seems like he's regressing. Uh, that was the same case with Verlander before he got traded to the to the uh, the Astros. But Verlander, Scherzer, uh, Cole, Sale and Snell, those were the top five uh, starting pitchers taken in uh, second chance draft Memorial Day weekend uh, in uh, Justin Mason's league. And uh, so he got Verlander, Scherzer, Cole, Sale, Snell, DeGrom, Kershaw. Are we going to see – is Kershaw going to make another appearance on the IL or are we, we, we behind uh, – we, have we put that behind us yet? What do you think? Well, I expect that he will. Once again, his history tells us he will. You know, I also think – you know, I, I wouldn't surprise me also was uh, if this. Let's say uh, Dodgers have a pretty big lead, right, in their division. Uh, looking at it now, uh, Dodgers, yeah. where, 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 where they have, uh, they're up by ten games. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be smart, Joe, to put them on the IL anyway? Just give them like yeah, a just, little just, rest, yeah. Just to give. But them they've a break. been famous for it. Every, well, listen, they're not the only ones. Red Sox do it. Yankees have done it too. Everybody, and it's a smart thing to do. If you want to protect your investor, you're going to get a 10-game lead. A lot of teams might do it. I mean, Dodgers are up by 10 games. Astros by 8.5 games. Minnesota by 9.5. A, a lot of teams can afford to do this. And once again, you give them a break here. You get your close sore shoulder. Every pitcher has a sore shoulder, so there's no argument. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I, think they'll, I, I don't think he'll make it the rest of the season without being on the IL, no. All right. Uh, when we come back... Next hour, we'll switch gears, maybe talk a little NFL, go back to baseball as well. Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.